Okay. <laughs> I'll give it to you in a second. Okay, welcome to the San Peña Live podcast. I'm here with Mike and Sofia. Uh, on today's show, we have Miguel Garcia, also Meli Malavasi. Um, who else? Mo Truth. And Lola Bland. And Lola Bland also performed. So we're breaking up this podcast into two parts. Um, a lot of artists did come by, and, and that was great. So because that, we'll have part one today, and then part two will be in a couple weeks. And on part two, you'll hear Emil and as well as Nelson Jovell, um, a young comedian that's coming up. Um, so Mike, Sophia, what are some thoughts or reflections on the show? Um, first of all, you didn't give a shout out to yourself there, DJ Cabarjal. Um, oh. And also, um, why you got embarrassed? <laughs> not, uh, not heard on the podcast, but definitely seen and appreciated was at the live show was Iolana. She did a fusion belly dance performance that uh, we wish we could somehow fit on online, but I don't know how. Not yet. <laughs> oh, and also our our, our longtime MC Aurelio Medina came back and uh, he hosted the show, the live show. Um, it, I think overall the whole, the show went well. I think it was well received and uh, it came off pretty good. Yeah, and um, Holy Grounds was gracious enough to let us use their space. Um, we usually host it out of our living room, but this time we were able to hold it there. We had a great lineup. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to uh, Holy Grounds, Steve and Jeffrey. There helped us out a lot. Um, so yeah, let's let's get so, started. So I mean, it, it was quite different uh, a little bit as far as working with that space. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it was good, right? Yeah, and we're we're gonna continue to, to do shows at the house. Oh, uh, Migagos Garcia. He is a writer and executive producer of Broaden Out Theater Festival. Um, he has been doing writing since college, and so he has produced Broaden Out for the past three four years. Went on tour uh, in LA, New York, and Dublin, Ireland, and uh, came back. Um, was doing a master's for a while UCLA. And now he's writing, I think, full-time. Yeah. yeah. You, you've worked with him before, right? I have worked with him. I helped him produce the Brown and Out series throughout the past several years um, and then toured with him as well. So it's been, it's been an amazing experience with him, learning all about theater. Yeah, and for the most part, he's done uh, behind-the-scenes behind the work uh, as producer and writer, but now he's trying to spread his wings and step forward to the front of the curtain. The front of the, the, front curtain, of the stage, yeah. Guess, the front of the stage mm -hmm. and uh, you know, trying his hand as a performer. So what are you going to be doing for us today? Uh, tonight I'm going to be presenting, I'm, uh, it's kind of half stand-up, half uh, one-person show, half a uh, dash of fab. I know, that, I know that adds up to more than one. I'm, I, it's just, uh, I'm more than a whole person, it's 1.5. So it's it just kind of, it's just a uh, monologue. Um, I'm usually never an actor or anything like that, so I'm trying to kind of see what it's like to, uh, instead of having someone else say my words, I'm saying my own damn words for myself. Let's see how that works. What else do you have going on um, outside currently? Uh, well, uh, right now what I'm also working on, um, I'm presenting a piece um, in collaboration with the California LGBT Arts Alliance at the Los Angeles LGBT Center on July 19th. Um, it's a, it's a part of an entire showcase called Arts AIDS America that's going to be... Uh, 
a collection of performative works um, talking about the 30th, because we are in the 30th anniversary um, since the AIDS crisis of the 1980s. So uh, I'm working on a device theater piece that's going to be presented there next month. And um, after that, I'm, that's, uh, that's all I got so far. To taking it day by day. <laughs> Welcome to San Peña. We couldn't have done it without Sanchez and Peña. Sofia and Mike. Love you guys. Thank you guys for this opportunity. And I'm speaking for all us performers and entertainers and weirdos. Uh, thank you for being here and sharing this moment in your life with me. Because I know I couldn't do it alone. It's good to see you guys out here and uh, let's get this motherfucker started. I forgot that I left my list on the table. But uh, I believe Miguel Garcia, uh, the writer of Brown and Out, He's done many works at Casa 0101, and he's took a show on the road to New York and Ireland, and they're going to Scotland, they're going to Uranus, they're going to fucking Mars, they're taking to take this shit to fucking Japan and shit. <laughs> Miguel Garcia, let's, let's give it to him, man. They asked for it. Hi, everybody. I think. <laughs> How's everyone doing tonight? Hey. Are we all happy it's Friday? Ooh, it's a freaking weekend. Baby, I'm about to have me some fun. <laughs> All right, uh, this, uh, I just want to preface this. I'm, I'm so, this is all sort of new for me. Um, as Aurelio mentioned, I'm a, more of a writer and a producer. I'm usually a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. And uh, I'm trying, uh, through the space that Sophia and Michael are giving us, I'm trying to take a risk. And as opposed to having an actor say my words, I'm like, I'm just going to say my own goddamn words. <laughs> and uh, take a risk. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, see how that go see how this goes. Um, this is an updated version of a piece that I had performed at the last uh, salon or, uh, or two salons ago that Sophia and Michael had. It's tentatively called "Love Letters to Michelle Branch" because uh, she pre she pretty much saved my life in junior high. With that, you know, every she was always everywhere to me. <laughs> she was all she was all, all I wanted. But then I had to say goodbye to you. See, it's all in the game of love, you know. <laughs> Santana. <laughs> uh, so um, please enjoy. Uh, it, it's not a, it's kind of a composite. I don't, I don't know what genre this is. It's a little bit of stand-up. It's a little bit of one-man show. And then I like to say, and then it's just a dash of fab. Fabulous. That sprinkle kind of helps out a lot. So please enjoy the ride. You're about to embark with me. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Dear Michelle Branch, because she's going to answer. Uh, it's been almost a year since I've written. Typing right now feels weird, strange. It's not like riding a bicycle. That figure of speech doesn't work here, girl. This could be a monologue or just a journal entry. Simple words on the simple screen of my new MacBook Pro, brought to life through sounds, secrets, whispers. Sure, why, the, why, why not? <laughs> I was going to begin with writing about the past, about this fucked up year I've had, sorry kids, uh, or the more acceptable term artists like to use, transition years. They're not just for Caitlyn Jenner. No hate, <laughs> well maybe a little bit, but that's a whole other monologue. I, I almost wish she would have gone all out and had the balls, you know what I mean, to spell her name with a K. I'm like, come on, really? Like, Caitlin? I'm like, you know you want that K. <laughs> so, well, you know, good for her. So where was I? Oh, yes, tra transitions. So much drama, disappointment, 
rejection, frustration, sexual frustration, disbelief in friendships and in yourself, loss of said friendships and yourself. God, that was depressing. Thankfully, at some point, it's over. You arrive at the next phase, act two, maybe act three, the next chapter of your life that you're meant to embark on. And if you're lucky, Sophia may come out with some transition music and with a chair and be like, girl, get out the way. <laughs> so much glitter. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a part of me does wonder why I'm having such a difficult time with my life right now and my craft because I finally turned, is it because I finally turned 30? Dirty 30? Is this the dirty gay brown blues? <laughs> Sometimes I really wish I knew how to play a harmonica or even a Mexican accordion. And other days I just want to be a drag queen mariachi and dance the Selena covers. <laughs> and rancheras, and maybe even some banda. <laughs> Viva los tigres del norte. <laughs> is that weird? It is, huh? <laughs> um, part, of the problem, part of the problem is for sure me. I am the kind of person who thrives at knowing what they're doing and knowing the steps that they're taking, uh, that they need to take, the paths they must create to arrive at the finish line, progress, growth, evolution. The world, or at least its programmers, try to show us this through a whole spectrum of categories. Education, go to college, economic empowerment, get that job. Sex, go to the bathhouse near 6th and Central and rent a room at a rate of $32 for eight hours up to a 16-hour maximum. That's like two-thirds of the day. <laughs> All, amen all amenities included, or as my friend Hector says, amenities. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> Side note, um, I am not a fan of the renovated dungeon slash basement room they have. It used to be so much more fun when there was a large king-size bed and mirrors for um, activities that rhyme with 4G. <laughs> now it's a movie theater. Don't get me wrong, I am very appreciative of film, but if I want to go see a movie, I will go to the AMC in Montebello with the comfy red chairs. <laughs> Not the bathhouse on 6th and Central. <laughs> Dear Midtown Bathhouse, please bring back the original 4G room in the dungeon. Thank you. I hope that was funny and or enlightening. So, one of the toughest, I mean, one of the blessings of this transition that I'm going on is that I'm fin I finally have the time to be a full-time writer-producer, which in other words means I am unemployed. I get to spend a lot of time, which as a result of that, I get to spend a lot of time with my mom and my nine-year-old nephew. They have seriously become my two best friends, my Mexican mom and my little nephew. I love them a lot. Um, something interesting that's been happening is uh, we actually watch South Park together. I don't think that's appropriate for either my mom or my nephew <laughs> to be watching um, South Park because uh, my nephew just laughs and he doesn't know what he's laughing at and then my mom just goes, ay, Dios mío, que barbaridad, que se, que es eso, porque están poniendo la lengua ahí, ay Dios. So uh, why are you putting your tongue there? 
like mom hmm? that's can sabe um, I definitely have one of the best moms in the world. Uh, I think all Mexican boys to a degree are mama's boys. It's a side note. Um, I know I'm extremely lucky and I'm spending way too much time with her. Um, does anyone else have mothers or parents like that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Aurelio. And, um, part of this is as a result that, uh, well, I, that, yeah, that my mom kind of has no friends. Um, she's they dedicated all of her life to her kids and her husband. Now they're all grown up, and then now she's pretty much left with just my dad, which is pretty much her nightmare. <laughs> See, she tells me, she's like, no, Miko, don't ever move out. Stay, You're like, I'm gonna be left here with your dad and this grandson, and that's it. I'm like, yeah, mom, but like, I need to grow up, I'm 30. She's all like, well, but you're not married. I'm like, yeah, mom, but I might get married, but you're gay. I'm like, mom, I can still get married. You can do that now in California. <laughs> Por Dios. So that's my, my mom and my nephew are basically my besties. Um, and that's been part of this transition year um, that there I spend the most of my day with them when I'm not at the bathhouse. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, it hasn't been that bad hanging out every morning, every hour with my mom. It's been a learning experience and definitely a cultural exchange. For instance, from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m., that is our four-hour daily intake of Grey's Anatomy reruns on Lifetime. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and my monolingual, Spanish-speaking, 64-year-old immigrant, la la Mexican mother, amazing mother, actually started watching it with me. It's crazy, though, hanging out with my mom, because I think this happens to some children as they become adults. You start to see your parent less as mom or dad, and more as Irma, that's my mom's name, or Manuel, my that's my dad's name. Uh, she'll be watching Grey's and she'll be like, oh, I wanted to be a doctor when I was younger, a pediatrician because I liked kids. Pero llegué después, pero después I failed biology. Mom, you failed biology? Yeah, no me gustó. Me gustaba studying the animals and things like that, pero biology no me gustó. My mom, who knew? She had these crazy dreams. Another, another funny thing my mom will do is, you know, Grey's Anatomy prides itself in being very diverse. I swear they could use one more Latin person on that show, even though I love Sarah, Sarah Ramirez, but they need, you know, there's, there's more brown, there's a lot of Latinos in Seattle. They could, you could have one more brown doctor in that hospital. Um, and then I, I think now they're looking for a new McDreamy since they just randomly killed him off because Patrick Dempsey's so crazy. <laughs> See, poor, poor Patrick Dempsey, that's another story. Him, him and Caitlyn Jenner should hang out. I think, I, think she, I think she could help cheer him up. See, bring his dreams back to life. Um, uh, the great thing with my mom um, is that, you know, we'll just be watching it, and then she doesn't really understand this, uh, you know, uh, like on that show, uh, Dr. Dr. Torres and, uh, and Arizona, they're, they've been in a relationship, at least in the reruns. They broke up now in season 11, because season 11 is so sad. <laughs> um, and then she'll be, we'll be watching them, like, yeah, mommy, yes, son, juntas, they're together, Dr. Robbins and Dr. Torres, and she's like, son, son lesbianas? And I'm like, yes, mom. Like, no se parecen. Why? He's like, because they both have long hair. I'm like, mom. <laughs> mom, it's like, like, not all lesbians need to have short hair. She's like, oh, I was no sabia. Like, but in Mexico, todos con marimachas y malfloras y como tortillas, tortilla con tortilla. I'm just, I'm like, wow, I really need to visit Colima, Mexico. <laughs> 
get 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 in touch with my roots. <laughs> And then, so, but it's really surprisingly great. It's been very eye-opening for my mom that now she's expanded her viewpoint of lesbians and knows that now they do not all need to have short hair. They can be just like Dr. Torres and Dr. Robbins. My mom is pretty cool. What, something that I helped her with that she was in a panic attack about like a couple months ago was that uh, she got called for jury duty and she had been avoiding it forever. Like she would just pretend she never opened the letter and then finally like they send like a real, like that serious jury summons that says, oh girl, if you do not show up, we are going to call you. We're gonna call you out and you're gonna, like, like my brother was like telling this to my mom. He was like, mom, if you don't go to jury duty this time, they're gonna like call you out and you're gonna have to go there in front of everybody. And they're gonna be like, Senora Garcia. Like really, and they're not gonna say Senora Danny. <laughs> why, you know, why, why did you miss jury duty? And she's just like, mm -hmm. I was watching Grey's Anatomy with my son. <laughs> And um, so she finally was able to, I finally had to be the one to take her there. And she was freaking out and I think almost had an anxiety attack for jury duty. Uh, my mom doesn't do well in unfamiliar settings or places where there's more than one, one white person or people who are not speaking Spanish. Alas, somehow she passed the English test and qualified for jury duty. God bless the American judicial system. After I helped her fill out the paperwork, I had to leave her in the, juror, in the juror room by herself. I said to her to call me when she was done, and I waited for her in the parking lot. I felt like I was dropping her off at her first day of school. Life really is full circle like that sometimes. My mom is pretty cool, and an active American citizen. That was a couple months ago, the event, one of the major events of my transition year. Not too bad. Um, since then, my mom and I have taken up a new hobby. Uh, it's called hipster hunting at Target, which is happening more so as a result of the gentrification happening in El Monte. Is anyone here from El Awani or like San Gabriel Valley area? Woo, yes, my little sister right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Some people say development, some people say gentrification, some people say gentrification. Either way, it just brings the goddamn hipsters. <laughs> And, and we see them more frequently at Target. And so like my mom and I will have, like, we'll see, have hipster sightings or this is part of her education I've been introducing her to. I'll be like, mom, that, that's a hipster. And she's like, okay, like it's a hipster. Por qué? She's like, well, you know, look at the way they're dressed. They have like, you know, some random shirt by some indie band that nobody knows about. Oh, okay. She's like, se ven sucios. I'm like, yes, mom, they don't shower because they care about the environment. <laughs> Por qué tanto? So I'm like, yes, mom, I know. As this transition year, I actually feel like it's coming to a close. Um, I dropped out of UCLA uh, back on July 1st. That was my dropout day. I'm very proud of it. It's like my badge of courage in a way. <laughs> and uh, I like that I'm approaching my, the next July 1st. Um, and I'm excited that I'm finally getting out of this transition year and really letting myself embark on new opportunities and just allowing myself to love these uh, new paths in my life. And um, one of the things that I've, I've enjoyed the most is getting the chance to talk to my nephew. Um, and we had this conversation um, on the way home yesterday when my dad picked me up from Starbucks. I don't have a car right now, it's another story. Um, but my nephew, um, he's nine, and so he's approaching that age where he has his critical thinking skills are expanding, and then they're destroyed by South Park. Uh, but he asked this really, this crazy question. He asked like, um, Big, that's my nickname for some weird reason. Um, is God real? And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, of course God is real. Well then where is he? God damn it. 
And then uh, I didn't, wasn't sure how to answer him, so then I just pointed, um, I just did this. He's like, in heaven? Yeah, little man, sure. That sounds about right. Oh, okay. That's it. <laughs> but um, so, Michelle Branch, after all is said and done, are you happy now? Like, really happy? I hope so. If not, have you considered going to, have you considered transitioning like Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> it seems to work for some folks, especially in entertainment. Or taking your mom to jury duty? or hipster hunting, or taking a sexy siesta at the bathhouse on 6th and Central, that's the one thing you can count on about transitions. They're never boring. Thank you. End up half one man show, half dash of fab. But, uh, <laughs> as he calls it. As he calls it. But, um, <laughs> Another performer who stopped by was Meli Malavasi. She came down and performed a bunch of songs. So she had a bunch of people coming on stage too, right? She did. She had a lot of guests. Yeah, she had a lot of guest stars that we were really happy to see. I mean, it, it was a really good show. Yeah. Uh, a lot of performers did, did play. I, I wish we could have tape on, on all of them, you know? But, um, well. um, I think we should note that, you know, this is a, it's a work in progress. Every time that we host these, we hope to get a little bit better at this um, as we're doing the podcast. We're getting a little bit tighter on um, how this works, and we're just you know figuring it out as we go along. Yeah, uh -huh. that's the way to be. That's but yeah. flying by the seats of our pants. <laughs> and some of the people she had up there with her were like Will Dynamite. Yeah, Will Dynamite dropped some uh, dropped some rhymes. I don't know what what do the cool kids say now busting rhymes, <laughs> busting rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay and also um, for those of you that don't know Will Dynamite uh, Will Dynamite and Mo Truth also have a production company together and it's called Dynamite Truth oh. so um, yeah you can check out their YouTube channel I guess they commented they had a, they have some videos going there so support your local artists and people yeah. like Will Dynamite just type right in on, Mo yeah. Truth into YouTube and he pops up yeah so I'll be cool pasan y yo aquí trato de vivir sin ti no vuelvas más tu recuerdo sigue en mí necesito estar sin ti no vuelvas más quiero Siempre en el olvido No quiero más de tus promesas Yo no tengo nada para ti En mi vida solo queda soledad Todo lo que tengo es un vacío Y mi corazón está perdido Vete de mi vida y no vuelvas más No Ooh. 
So, one of the other features that the San Peña Live show has is a lot of uh, spoken word, a lot of playwrights coming by, or comedians, or stuff right. like that. So, um, well, coming up, we have Lola Bland. Uh, right, and um, spoken word, I think, is a valuable form that um, we try to throw in the mix every time. I mean, we we've mostly featured uh, music, spoken word, comedy. We just now doing um, dance. We also had a little bit of a visual art um, along the way too. And um, yeah, Lola Blanche, she, she put on, I thought it was a really good she performance. She put on a really great performance. Yeah. She did. Um, made me want to meet her James Dean. I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty cool reference, yeah. <laughs> James Dean, he's the Rebel, Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel yeah. Without a Cause, right? Yeah. Um, the motorcycle and the cigarette and the leather jacket. That's right. Yeah, these cool cool dude he's like the iconic cool dude yeah he's like he's like every greaser in East LA yeah <laughs> inspiration for my hair my current hairstyle yeah. there you go oh and, and just in case um, anyone listens to this podcast who's not local we are based in northeast Los Angeles El Sereno El Sereno El Sereno yeah. El Sereno El Sereno El Sereno that's a El lot of far as our as our newly gentrifying neighborhood might, might, might end up being called yeah <laughs> It's El Sereno now, but uh, a year from now it might be El, El Sereno. Yeah, they should fucking call this El Hello, man. Yeah, El fucking Hill. Um, yeah, as guests to our live show might uh, might be able to tell you that coming to our shows requires some some stair stepping. It does, <laughs> definitely. Um, I mean, do you think that influences how you go about putting the show together, or I mean, because there's some people that want that like east or northeast side like feeling to their shows and what well, I, mean, I mean there's yeah. fucking bars that are called east side love now right so. yeah yeah i mean originally you know we don't want it to make you know exclusively to you know la gente or anything but um that's that definitely is part of our thinking is like you know we want to produce something of our community and our community is it's a diverse community and our, our shows are diverse but you know ultimately we are trying to build something you know from a grassroots perspective, and that's part, that being part of our background. That's gonna that's gonna be part of it. Yeah. So, but for those of you that might be listening, El Sereno is not just murals and taco vendors. And <laughs> there's also pan dulce. And there's also pan dulce. Okay, so um, we got Lola Bland. Uh, she's a young poet, um, and she came by and and listen, enjoy, and we'll be back. Yeah. This is like such a groovy place. I really like this a lot. 
Okay, so I have one kind of sadish kind of poem. And I know we're supposed to be funny, but this is just the new thing. So I'm going to, I'll do it, and then the rest of them will be more upbeat, I promise. Okay. I promise. Indelible. My window rolled three quarters up, my mother on the other side begging me, don't leave me. Red acrylics latched over the tinted glass, not letting go as I turned over the engine, not letting go as I put it in reverse, not letting go. It was the height of your depression, your obsession with things you once had but don't anymore, your job, your past lovers, your daughter. But I was in college and had found my niche in Toni Morrison and Nikki Giovanni while you dug a ditch to sink into with your memories. You thought that you had lost me. You took pills and saw a therapist. No, no, no. A counselor, because counselor sounds like something normal people do, and therapist sounds like there's something really wrong with you, and we can't have your friends or my friends or complete strangers knowing that. You cried in my arms every time I saw you, searching for something material to fill the hole inside you, not knowing that objects don't fit in souls. You tried anyway, though, jamming cars and clothes and tchotchkes into your pain like it would stop the water from leaking. You let all of your red acrylics fall off because you were too scared to go to the nail salon too scared to go to work, too scared to leave your room. So I called you after every morning class thinking that my encouragement might get you out of bed before noon. I pictured you in a shade-drawn room and heard you weeping loudly through the walls like it was when I visited for Christmas break. For the first time, I was scared that one day I might be like you. While my stepdad drank scotch and watched westerns downstairs at night, I was with my roommates watching Family Guy. But now you proclaim you're back, and you have the fake red nails to prove it. Nobody knows how you made it through, least of all you, and everyone sees it's true. You gloat over your victory, the lesson of humility lost on you. I'm not sure which is worse, the depression or the new you. A monstrous portrait of insecurity, you throw verbal barbs at everyone, and never do you offer an apology. You unload the dirtiest looks in your arsenal for your family. You tempt me daily to yell back, to be impatient to be like you. So when I attempt to escape to the library to write, you follow me out of the house and spit. Why are you so grouchy? Maybe you should take some of my meds. I take a breath and let the fire subside before I calmly respond, don't ever say that to me again. When what I wanted to say was that not everybody needs pills to make them happy. Some people just need to be left alone. Today, she is still not letting go. Her nails are red, but her soul is blue. She tries to fake her way to truth, but those corners can't be cut or else they cut you. She still numbs her pain with purchases, so nothing ever heals. She still spends her time on real housewives and fake tears. She swears by adrenaline and money and doesn't ever see that none of it makes her happy. Too proud to admit she's wrong, but not miserable enough to want to be right. Whenever I tell her this, she only wants to fight. She is indelible, as parents usually are. I just wish her indelible weren't so detrimental. Okay, it's going to get better from now on, I promise. Yeah. One day I'm going to write a poem that's like a thank you poem to my parents for being really good parents, um, but tonight is not that night. So <laughs> it'll happen, though. All right, this one is called A Degree in English. But what can you do with an English major, she asks, not knowing <clears throat> I am one. At best, she thinks I have sentenced myself to a life of teaching, of watching minds bloom like verdant roses thirsty for sunlight. In other words, those moments that are among the best of my life. 
I want to tell her that this English major can read freedom between the lines of oppression. I can sketch sex and paint obsession. I can make a sentence sit, stay, or play dead. Put a paragraph on a diet and still keep it well-fed. English majors redefine what's literate. Forget pronunciation. I'm talking conceptually legitimate. I've run in the shoes of so many other people. My mind is like Venus and Serena fit. English majors can tell you why the language has so many tenses. Because the difference between some past tenses is the difference between your girlfriend asking you, did you cheat on me once or did you cheat on me repeatedly? That's an important distinction. I can tell you that adverbs have the ability to modify other adverbs because some verbs do not just act well but act profoundly beautifully. And some adjectives are so voluptuous they want an adverb to add to their verbosity. An English major can tell you that the difference between past and present tense is the difference between whether you think your grandfather had died or whether he is alive inside you to this day speaking to you like he always has. The words we use, the sentences we construct are indicative of our very realities. They represent our perceptions define our recollections and change our intentions. The words we use define reality, which is why we must sharpen our minds like the most important pencil we will ever possess. Stay up late at night to get the words right, because if the words aren't right, then we am not, are not either. Words are both sticks and stones. They can hide truths and reveal unknowns. Words start wars and make government drones, and words can stop them too. But she's sipping her coffee, and I'm sipping mine, and my thoughts were not this articulate at the time, so I was silent. What am I going to be? A museum curator? A tour guide giver? A university professor? How about an international journalist, or a CEO on Forbes list, or a legislative analyst? What if I was none of those things? What if I was a snowboard instructor in Lake Tahoe with profound vocabulary and a mind that can churn out thesis statements like Tony Romo's touchdown passes? Because I'm less about what I'm going to do and more about who I'm going to be. But you know, maybe I should have been a business major. This way, I could add up all the times you question my degree and divide them by the amount that I care and apply the answer to the invisible hand and multiply that by supply and demand. See, nobody wants me to be an English uh, business major. <laughs> Who would hire an English major? Who wouldn't hire an English major? You don't want critical thinking and creative solutions? You don't want thorough research and thoughtful conclusions? You don't want someone who asks if it's right? Well, then I think English majors are exactly what this country needs. Literature taught me to see, and poetry taught me to breathe, breathe, breathe the words right off the page and into me. People who study English study life, study indifference, study politics and inference, and hopefully, when all of us English majors graduate, we'll learn that literature is only theory if we let it be, that complacency is next to travesty. Action must follow belief. Otherwise, what does a degree in English even mean? I haven't done this poem in a while, but... I, I have it mostly memorized, but if I don't, I have it written down. So if I have to refer to it, just, you know, ignore me for a minute while I do so. <clears throat> James Dean leans on a pool cue, and she has a booger in her nose. And I just hate when people don't tell you things like that. You'll talk with 15 different people, all of whom know you, and not one of them will tell you about the big chunk of lettuce in your teeth. So when she is next alone, I tell her discreetly. The next thing I know, we're laughing and leaning in close and talking about past relationships in hushed tones. This woman looks like she just strutted out of my Jim Beam daydreams, swirling her three fingers of whiskey all brooding and melancholy. She just got out of a relationship, she says, which I can only assume has left her bereft of herself, but 
you wouldn't know it by looking at her. Looking at her, I would say she could have any woman in the bar, but she's looking at me with coffee eyes that I drink in, and I'm looking at her as she leans over the pool table's green felt, her denim gripping her hips in that cowboy wrangler sort of way. We're on the same team, and it's her shot. The stick moves slow and smooth between her long fingers, her long and articulate piano-playing fingers. She jumps the cue ball over the stripe and hits the solid squarely. It rolls slowly as though sensing our anticipation and quickening heartbeats before it drops in the corner pocket. The crowd erupts in cheers, and that's my partner. I mean, my pool partner. (laughs) If I was the pool shark before, I am now the sort of lucky pool goldfish, and I've never enjoyed being demoted so much. I buy James Dean a victory beer, because when is the next time I'll ever get to do that? We sip and we shoot, and we both stay longer than we mean to. When they say last call, the place is nearly empty, but neither of us has noticed for the cool stony clink of cue balls against solids and the warmth between her back and my arm. It doesn't matter that in five hours, I, or yeah, in five hours I have to drive to Vegas for an all-day conference because you don't keep time when you're looking in James Dean's eyes. We leave our pool cues on the table but take our intentions outside where she tells me she didn't only get broken up with, she just got broken up with, like that day. And who breaks up with James Dean anyway? And now I'm thinking, ugh, par for the course. Business as usual. This always happens. But she stops my thought and steals a kiss. A cautious kiss. A your great butt kiss that just did pull on my upper lip. And then she walks backwards, my number in her hands, and leaves. This is called The Trick. It's not about what you think it's about. We sit beneath the sunbrella, my closest friend and I, and discuss you. The trick, she says, is to not fall for people who are boycotting relationships. I ruin my latte's leaf with a sip. It's harder than it sounds. I know, she says, that's why it's a trick. Okay. How many of you in here like to eat pho? Oh, it's my favorite. Yes! You know what I love when I ask that question is that everyone who says yes is like an enthusiastic, like, yes, I love pho. And I totally agree. I love pho as well. So I wrote a love letter to pho. Yeah. She had a love letter to cinnamon. I have a love letter to pho. So, you know, it works. Dear pho, thank you for filling my belly with warm noodles and nutrients. You clear my sinuses so well, or maybe that's sriracha, my next letter. You warm me and sustain me against those unbearably cold California nights. Some recommend flu shots in the winter, but I know better. Pho is my flu shot, and it's $7.49, which is good because my insurance doesn't cover shit anyway. Sometimes you make me feel all thick and numb inside, like my blood is kind of running a bit slower than usual. And then I wonder if there's a ton of MSG in this soup, and if so, how bad is MSG anyway? Because really, pho, you are so tasty, I would probably still eat you just the same. I don't care that my sister says you smell earthy like man sweat, or that my, or that my mom makes that face when I bring you home. You have fortified me against sickness and drawn me back from the depths of runny noses and aching autumn ears. I guess what I'm saying, pho, is I love you, 
in the way that every fat kid thrower loves Mongolian fill-your-plate five times barbecue and the all-you-can-eat menu at Casa Jimenez. I love you, as they say, like a fat kid loves cake, like lessons love mistakes, like brownies love to be baked. This poem is called Jesus Did Not Walk on Chocolate. And it is what it sounds like. <laughs> um, there is a reason that Jesus was not known for walking on chocolate. He did not turn lemonade into wine, nor was he called the fountain of living fruit punch. Our bodies are not made of 90% tears, but of water. So it's like there's already a spring within us, or maybe even a lake, like Galilee, with its own ecosystem and environment, its own storms and violence, and Jesus could calm it with a blink of his eyelid, but we'd rather watch our feet sink into the water. Delight in the eels that wrestle with our ankles and the seaweed that knots around our knees when we need only look up to be freed. Jesus as living water is the perfect analogy. It runs, it floods, it breathes. Living water carves oxbows through hardened souls. It erodes our jagged rocks and stones to make soft, nutrient-rich silt. That is what living water does. It's no wonder that Jesus taught by the water and taught fishermen how to be fishers of men. So all of that is to say that it's a really good thing that Jesus did not walk on chocolate. Moving right along. Okay, moving right along. Um, Mo Truth also came by again. Um, this is the second time playing the Salon de Peña. Uh, yeah. What a, some people may not realize, in case you don't know it, is that he's actually playing his guitar while he's rapping. And that's very difficult to do. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't <laughs> imagine the coordination. And <laughs> no, he's a, he's a returning favorite. Um, we, we really like this, this uh, performer. He's a, a pretty amazing artist, and we're really glad that he's uh, chosen to work with us. And we're looking forward to, you know, having him attend and uh, hopefully perform again in the future. Okay, um, talking about the future, that's my little seg segue, that's what they call it, right? Yeah. Segway. Segway. Not the so. segue that you stand on, those are made. <laughs> oh, well, I want one of those, so. <laughs> yeah. See, no. Have some oh, pride, man. Have dude, when pride. I'm old, I'm going to be, everything's going to be fucking mobile. Uh. Um... <laughs> I'm a millennial. I work on my mobile devices. Uh, so talk about the future. Um, we have a tentatively scheduled date as well again for Holy Grounds, right? We do. Um, that would be Friday, August 7th. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Um, In the evening, 7.30 probably. Yeah, uh, stay tuned to um, Facebook and our next podcast. Uh, and we'll probably have more to tell you as, uh, as we develop the lineup and the show. Keep yeah. an eye out for our emails. So remember, there's a part two to this podcast. Um, it'll be up in about two weeks, and there we'll also provide any additional info um, that may be coming towards the shows. Yeah, we'll, we'll tease it along, you know. Tease it along. With occasional announcements. Um, any parting words before we go? Um, thanks for, well, thank you for, for hosting this podcast. Thanks to people listening. Um. Out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to um all the folks that came out and supported us yeah thanks thanks for listening thanks for enjoying thanks for supporting our um our homemade productions yeah we, uh, we enjoy doing them so and um be safe it's fourth of july any plans for the fourth of july getting out of la yeah i, I don't do fireworks what oh man but <laughs> no 
Well, for all the cholos that are out there, be <laughs> careful on the 4th of July. Yeah, try not to shoot your eye out. Yeah. Don't light bottle rockets in your ass. Not as cool as you might think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, enjoy more. Enjoy more truth. And uh, thank you. And stay tuned for part two in a couple weeks. Check the feed. All right. This next song is called um, Excuse Me. And uh, it's just essentially just about self-expression. So I went a little crazy because I was just like, I'm not. I'm not holding out. I'm just not counting bars. I'm just going to write. I'm just going to whatever comes out. So, um, yeah, it's called Excuse Me. All about popping bottles. So race to win the lotto. Bad bitches are fucking with models. If you're screaming your low, then you're probably going to swallow that premix formula that causes you to follow. Yes, I'm feeling kind of tribal, so I'm sticking to the vitals. Middle finger in the air like one love to my rivals. These rappers smoking clovers. I keep it moving forward. Keep your hoes. I'll find a sexy soul and super soaker. Her love is simply solar. I radiate the elevate. She calls a true exposure. You thought the dip was over. Bound for galactic travel, spreading good vibrations. Love we bring through the things that we sing, giving them healing to the nation. Shun, shun, shun. Well, excuse me for a moment when I tell you how I feel. I seem to have a habit of speaking what is real. And baby, I gotta let you know I'm feeling this. Well, excuse me for a moment when I keep it real. Cause I seem to have a habit of speaking what I feel. And baby, I gotta let you know I'm feeling this. With thinking and a free speech that follows it Mama always told me watch the herd Just don't follow it Let your intuition guide you Baby don't you run from it Keep the truth next to your heart I swear to God you'll become it We don't fit in the status quo Plus they know the flow I bring in something that they can't control Get money, buy clothes, wear brands Everyone knows doing me That's how it go Welcome to the freedom show This is where the ego roam Really where the egos go Consuming all this airspace like a drone What do we need it for? Well less in perspective Some say I have an evil flow Some say I'm really good i see it as eco eco flow is when you let it happen naturally when you ready for the truth get back at me well excuse me for a moment when i tell you how i feel i seem to have a habit of speaking what is real and baby i gotta let you know i'm feeling this well excuse me for a moment when i keep it real because i seem to have a habit of speaking what i feel and baby i gotta let you know i'm feeling this and haters is how they relate us the way they contain us is the way that they join us if a suit when you live in a now we'll live in a later fuck famous I was brought up on Cadillacs false facts and fat chains that were used to enslave us mixed with the mystics and sages always in a state of creation they call me medicine wolf when I roll with my natives my meditation state allows the consciousness to be contagious people say I'm not the same and that I'm always changing yes it's true I'm a fool for transformation so stop that hating and stop that love inhalation giving it all I got with every breath that I take inhale exhale now watch me elevate 
levitating when I'm playing on the stage Never chasing, simply sit back and enjoy the space in which we engage Check the free energy range, my attitude towards authority You'll probably be described as more than poorly The mold that they made for me was broken my God for me In the image of his glory, now we live in what we forming Keeping my third eye on all, now my mind's gone Hit him like a cyclone, my chrome is a microphone No, I don't keep no safety on, don't give a shit about a mainstream song Quartz on my neck, think we gone Lately I'm feeling like own pride in his end and chill about an ocean Try to shake me up, but I'm always in motion Moving like an atom with an adamant notion I know it's been fast, so say slow motion Love is the healing of it all I said love is the healing of it all Yes, love is the healing of it all Is the healing of it all? Oh, oh. Well, excuse me for a moment, will I tell you how I feel? Cause I seem to have a habit of speaking what is real. And baby, I gotta let you know I'm feeling this. Well, excuse me for a moment, will I keep it real? Cause I seem to have a habit of speaking what I feel. And baby, I gotta let you know I'm feeling this. so much appreciate it thank you so much again thanks